You're listening to On the Brink, a podcast that brings you up-and-coming country music artists. We expressly prohibit the reproduction of any parts of the podcast without our written consent. Please send your request via onthebrinkpodcast.com, where you can also sign up for updates. Please also support our sister site, stonecoldcountry.net. We sincerely thank you for listening and congratulate you on your expanding music library. Hey, Seth, so how are y'all doing out there? Where, where are you based out of? Are you in Austin? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Austin right now. Just I'm actually hanging out at my parents' place with the uh, quarantine going on. Yeah, um, oh gosh. Yeah, no, they, it really changed the way a lot of people, I mean, it changed the way everybody kind of interacts now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're doing live streams. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, interesting. You know, in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, so it's, um, you know, definitely a learning curve. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the lack of a better word. Well, hey, we want to appreciate you for taking time out of your schedule today. Um, I want to congratulate you. I just saw that uh, one of your last songs, I think Down to One Key, actually cracked the top 20 on the Texas yeah. chart. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. I, well, I appreciate that one. But yeah, thank you. It's that that's the highest one so far of the singles that we've released. That's been the highest uh, ranking one so far. And just to have this kind of welcome in country music is, yeah, it, it floored me. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a tough nut to crack, you know, so having a lot of success like that early on is definitely something to be proud of and happy about. So I really wanted to ask you about, you know, your your latest album, and I think it's your debut, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it is. Good gosh. So I wanted really to ask you more about how this came about for you. I mean, what made you decide, hey, you know, it's time for me to put out you know, my debut album. I have something to share with the world. If you can, like, walk me through that process, that would be awesome. Well, I was actually doing, uh, I did the whole Sideman thing for years, played with uh, Tracy Bird, Mark Chestnut. Um, and I was approached by a management company and they had an idea for how we were going to go about doing this, um, kind of to help me. Cause like, I'll be honest, I'm not a businessman. I play music and that's about, <laughs> that's about as good as it gets for me. Sure. Uh, like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were, uh, we went to the studio, put some stuff down, put some ideas and recorded some of, my, some of my originals. And then the more we started working on this, we got, we just kept getting more and more support from people till finally we had guys like, uh, uh, Chris Stapleton and Easton Corbin who, I mean, they have songwriting credits on the album now. Yeah. Um, and it, it really just kind of snowballed from there. And like I said, to get the kind of reception we did, I, I thought we were just going in to record a few songs and then it just started picking up steam. <laughs> Right. Gosh, it's such a great problem to have. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's hear Down to One Key because uh, that song is just really, you know, shooting up the Texas charts right now. And we've played just the heck out of it. So we're going to hear it right now. I had one for the front door, one for the riding mower sitting outside. Onto that old boat you used to lay out on while I was throwing out a line. One that said, Master Luck, to that little lockbox that kept all of our things. 
Anything and everything that used to mean anything was hanging off this ring. Now I'm down to one key, and it ain't to her heart. It's that this old truck just filled up at the mini mart. All I ever cared about now is slowly fading out of my rear view. Now maybe in a few days I'll find me a new place in some little town. But right now it's windows down, wheels rolling round and round. What a lonesome sound! Now I'm down to one key, and it ain't to her heart. It's to this old truck. Just filled up at the many miles. I'm out on this road Headed hell I don't know She said go and left where up to me Everything that used to mean anything was hanging off this ring. Awesome. That is such an awesome song. And, you know, we've played the song also on my Stone Cold Country show. And I just really wanted to ask you, Stetson. I mean, obviously, you know, we know that you've been surrounded by music probably your entire life. I, I know that you have, you know, family that have been in the music industry as musicians. So we kind of curious to find out how was your sound shaped who were your early influences um musically speaking oh well honestly uh, you'd be here all day trying to explain <laughs> that one um oh, gosh. so i got started really playing bluegrass with my grandfather's band mm -hmm. so guys like tony rice chris Thiele, um th that sort of sound with the acoustic and as I, a few years later, as I grew up and kind of matured musically, I just fell in love with Glenn Campbell's sound. To me, he was the absolute coolest guy in the world. And sure. I wanted to be him at 13 years old. Oh, and boy. so I remember sitting there at my grandfather's house and I stayed up all night learning how to play Wichita lineman. Oh, and uh, yeah, that's when I do at my live shows now. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, I throw in the guitar solo and all that sort of stuff. But Honestly, my sound is so with doing guitar for other people. I mean, you kind of have to be a chameleon in terms of like what your sound is. So, for I mean, it's always been twangy, but my sound, I'd say it's 
I wanted to be Brad Paisley for a while. So I tried to, I tried to learn how to do that really fast stuff and sure. sat there and between the theory of uh, Glenn Campbell stuff, trying to learn Brad Paisley's speed and wow. his playing it. Well, see the thing too, is I have nerve damage in my left shoulder. So if I, oh. with some of his really fast stuff, my hand starts tingling a little. <laughs> Sure, sure. Good gosh. I can just imagine. So you say you're like a combination. Those are two heavy dudes. I mean, in terms of, you know, <laughs> the way they play, I mean, not many people can play like Brad Paisley or Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell was a well-established session musician, you know, in Nashville. I mean, a long time before he even, you know, made it big, you know, in terms of, you know, commercially speaking. So, gosh, those are big shoes, Stetson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> Good Lord. Now, is there a song that comes to mind, like your first, you know, musical experience in terms of a song that really spoke to you? You said, good golly, this this really, you know, speaks to me and makes me want to do this for a living. Oh, the first one, I'd say it was Tony Rice, Church Street Blues. Mm. Uh, that song just. I mean, it one the way that he does the guitar. And the first time I heard that song, it was actually on YouTube. And I was trying to, I, I was going through my Tony Rice phase and mm -hmm. looking up all of his stuff. And the version I heard was just him and an acoustic. And he covered, I mean, he covered the gambit of where you need to run frequency wise. And lyrically, it was just one of those things that it hit me with where I was in my life sure. of, you know, I'm just, this is just who I am. This is me playing music. And right. that's as simple as I want to keep it. Gosh. Yeah. I totally get it. Is there a song on your latest album that, you know, you think is your favorite? I mean, all the songs are awesome, but there's almost always usually like one song that you're like, you know, that song just it does something to me. Oh, I'd have to say um, the first one on the album, uh, as far as the eye can see, mm -hmm. that Great. was the that was actually the first song that we when we were considering uh, writers. That was the first song that the they had played me in the studio, mm -hmm. and I mean it made me cry. And oh, it wow. that that's when I knew that you know I'm working with good guys. This is the team I'm meant to work with. And so when we recorded that one. I, I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. Yeah. And so first thing I was like, we need to put a 12 string on this and we need <laughs> to just orchestrate it like crazy. Cause I sure. wanted it to have that Tom. I wanted it mm -hmm. to be, I wanted it to sit somewhere between George Strait and Tom Petty. That was perfect for sure. me. Wow. <laughs> you shoot high. <laughs> you shoot really, really high. Well, you know what? Well, let's go ahead and hear that song. So as far as the eyes can see, here we go. Forget. And the mountains 
keeps whispering your name And the mountains, they are tall and they are beautiful They got that blue Far away look And the rivers, they are wild and unpredictable one of your favorites on the album, Stetson. So, you know, I was reading uh, a lot about your background and I was extremely fascinated by the fact that you're a ninth generation Texan. It, I, I would love to know what that means to you and kind of, you know, fill us in on us, you know, uh, plebeians over here that don't have that language. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate you asking. It, it, that's something I actually take a lot of pride in. Um, I, I guess where I come from, it's for me, well, for starters, my grandfather, he came here from South Carolina and uh, he, he's credited in the book, Texas Rhythm, Texas Rhyme, uh, with bringing bluegrass music to Texas oh, uh, with his band Grassfire. And he's the one oh, who taught me how to play mandolin. But my grandmother actually wrote a book on genealogy. So I, she traced us back like crazy. And fun fact, uh, John Wayne... Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm related to him somehow. Oh my goodness. That is yeah, amazing. no, that was, yeah, I was like, where, where can I put this in on social media? I got to figure that out. Good Lord. Wow. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, so I feel a deep connection to the state of Texas and just the history of it, uh, which I actually had a proclamation uh, down at the state Capitol. They named March 14th Stetson Walker Day. Oh my and goodness. added me to the list of notable Texans uh, oh that contributed to the musical musical history of Texas. And that was just a tremendous honor for me. That is so awesome. That is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Why is I did not read this anywhere, Stetson. Right. <laughs> this information we all should have. That is just amazing. Oh, my goodness. So I'm wondering... Um, what it would be like to hang out in your hometown. So we have listeners from all over the world and I would love for you to share with them, you know, Hey, these are the cool things to do if you come on down and, and visit us sometime. 
Oh, there are so many venues down here. It for me, that's the best part of Austin is seeing all the seeing all the different kinds of music for one thing. Cause like, I mean, obviously I play country. No matter what I do, it's gonna be twangy. Of course. <laughs> but seeing like all the different blues musicians, the rock musicians, even the rap guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got their own sort of everybody's got their own thing going on there's a piece of the pie for everybody out here. And it's just like, I'm not one of those guys that's going to bash on new country music or the right. country mm-hmm. stuff. There's sure. a market for everything. There's a place of for course. everybody. It's just, you got to find where it fits. That's so right. mm-hmm. that's one of the things I take pride in with Austin, but all the venues down here, one of my favorites being uh, the continental club where uh, that's, I played there a few times with uh, red Volkart who used to play with Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. and uh, George Jones and all those guys. And he was one of my just major influences uh, or mentors, I mean. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a music nerd, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't able to tell at all. <laughs> but one of the things that people really look for when they're visiting somewhere to Stetson is the eateries. So well, give us some inside information on where to go to eat in Austin and what type of food should we you know, be ordering. Oh, I'd say the biggest one is Tex-Mex. Mm, and it's... Right. So how you've got traditional Mexican food, it's, mm-hmm. um, if you're familiar with that, this is just like, you add a ton more grease and salt. You got oh tax mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so what is the best place to eat this Tex-Mex food you're talking about? Okay, that, that's a controversial question. Um, <laughs> my favorite is probably Maudie's downtown. Hmm. But, I mean, you've got Torchy's Tacos, you've got Matt's El Rancho. It, you can't go wrong. I mean, Austin, you can't go wrong in terms of Tex-Mex. It's just a matter of what kind of Tex-Mex you like. And one of the, the I guess, the litmus test for a lot of people is how they do their queso. Oh, okay. So, so kind of cue us in on that because I don't know anything about this, and I'm sure oh. some people listening don't either. Well, see, I don't have any idea. I that's that's one I like just about everything. I'm not a picky eater at all. Oh, okay. So it that's one of the things. It's just a matter of how you like it, what you like on it, what you like in it. Mm-hmm. So and if in, it's oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say if you're allergic to it, I'd avoid that. But oh, well, of course. <laughs> Now, is there one dish? Because it sounds like this Tex-Mex uh, cuisine has a lot of different, you know, dishes that you might be able to eat. So is there one dish that you feel, hey, if you're going to be in Austin, you absolutely need to eat this? Oh, that's, I'll see. It's been so long since I've been to any of these places. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'd say enchiladas. That's, uh, it's. Enchiladas. Enchiladas, it's it's a little bit different than the traditional enchiladas. You know, it's got more. Um, my grandfather always called it that red that red gravy. That red gravy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of spicy, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh well, hey, that is a good segue into the next song. I took the liberty of picking my favorite song on this album. I hope you don't mind. So I think that if uh, you would be eating spicy stuff, you know, some tears might come out <laughs> here and there. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> they might. So you might want to hear turning up the sad song. So here we go. Turning up the sand 
awesome. I still love that song. <laughs> I'm a sucker for sad songs. You know, it's just, I think that that's a very important part of country music, you know, as far as I'm concerned. So um, obviously you're very passionate, Stetson, about music. Music has been part of your life since the very beginning from what you've shared with us. And I'm wondering if there are other things that you're passionate about that you'd like to share your talent and time with. Well, absolutely. I, uh, I'm involved with a few different charities. Uh, one of the big things for me is law enforcement. I, well, another fun fact of how I'm tied in with Texas, I'm an honorary, uh, Texas Ranger. So when people find out about that, the first question or the first comment I usually get is, yeah, you are a Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, (laughs) have you met Chuck (laughs) I, I met him years ago. I was like eight or nine. And he oh, was doing God. a parade event, and I was like, I, I know who you are. And wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but um, yeah, particularly the uh, charity I was involved with, the charities was uh, uh, Operation Blue Shield. Mm-hmm. And it's an organization that really the goal is to unite law enforcement with the communities they serve and show them that, hey, there's a oh, real man. person behind this badge. And there's a lot of community outreach programs that they do, um, different national night out events, things. I actually got involved through my mother who she, so she worked at the cap, she's worked at the Capitol since she was 18. And so she's the one who got me instated when I was three years old as a Texas Ranger or honorary Texas Ranger. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, they had me doing a bunch of different events for them. And so for me, that's really a great way to connect with my friends. Cause like my best friend in the world, he's an army ranger. And so when he's home from deployment, we'll, I don't get to see him that often. So it, it's a way for me to connect with him. But oh. uh, in particular, also there's a, a charity in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico called new day. And it's an event I played with Josh Grayson uh, last year where it, it's, it's a benefit for homeless children oh, wow. that are, that are in the foster care system oh, wow. and just a way to, cause I mean, those kids, they've been through so much oh, and wow. yeah. mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll refer to them as my kids when we, oh. when we're doing events. Cause I mean, sitting down with them and playing music and like in the facility, they have a music room. And right now we're working on trying to get them ice cream from Bluebell so that they can have that for however long we wind up working it out. Oh, wow. Oh, Stetson, that just, oh, good Lord. (laughs) I mean, that is so beautiful. Can you share with the uh, listeners how they can get involved in either of these or both charities? Absolutely. I'd say the easiest way is through social media. Look up either uh, New Day in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and that is run by John Nichols, or I would say look up um, Operation Blue Shield. Wow, great. Uh, It sounds like such a, you know, both are such worthy causes, you know, absolutely. And it's just so amazing that you're involved with these charities, you know, that is just really speaks volumes about you, you know, as a person. Um, And so important, especially within, you know, the uh, current climate of things, you know, 
there are so many people that are disadvantaged, you know, and really need to be able to trust, you know, law enforcement. They do such a great job. They always put their lives out there for us and, you know, need to, you know, know, hey, you know, these are awesome people that are here to help us, you know, because that's really what they're there for. And then also with the kids that you're talking about, um, good gosh, you know, and those are the ones that really don't get all the help that they need. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're spoiled, you know, we have everything. That we oh, yeah. Sometimes it's easy to forget that, hey, not everyone has it this way. So two thumbs up for you, uh, absolutely, for being involved in, you know, such worthy endeavors. And, um, you know, I would also like to know, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, maybe our listeners don't know about you? So we obviously didn't know about this charitable aspect of your personality, which, you know, is wonderful. But is there something else that no one really knows about you that you'd like to share with us? Oh, see, now, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, God, what don't I have on social media? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've... Uh, I've actually got a, a great Pyrenees named Elvis that uh, I had res- well, I rescued the whole litter of them when they were about, I'd say about a month old. Uh, my girlfriend at the time had texted me puppies or she texted me a phone number and then puppies in all caps. Uh-huh. I was like, well, I guess I'm getting a dog. Oh. And so I called this guy and he didn't realize he had about 200 Mouflon sheep and then had two great Pyrenees out there to guard them against coyotes. Mm-hmm. And, oh. So I get to this guy's house and he has, I think there were seven of them at the time and they were covered in fleas and ticks and they were in rough shape. And he was telling me that he was trying to get rid of them this week and he, they were going to the pound if he couldn't get rid of them. And so I was like, I'll take all of them. And so I loaded up the back of my truck with them, not knowing what great Pyrenees were and, uh, got them all, got them all back to health and, uh, raised them up a little bit and got them all to good homes. But the smallest one, Elvis, he's the one I kept. And uh, right now he's about 110 pounds. And when he stands up, he's taller than me. Oh my but, goodness. <laughs> yeah. I try to, I'll, I'll put pictures of him every once in a while on uh, oh, social media. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That is so awesome. And I, I just, I love dogs. They're really, I tell everyone they're a part of the family. I don't see them as, you know, exactly. they are a part of the family. They have feelings and everything else. I celebrate my dog's birthday. I mean, I like the whole nine <laughs> this yeah. month is actually Elvis's birth month. So oh, that's awesome. So how old is he going to be in dog years? Do you know? Oh, in dog years. I, I, I'm not a mathematician. He's going to be seven <laughs> years old human. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, and, and he's 110 pounds. That means you really did a good job nursing him back. Good Lord. Oh yeah. He's, I mean, his head's bigger than mine at this point. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, you know, this next question, most people say is the hardest question ever. I don't see it that way at all. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, we'll give it a stab, right? So if you were on a deserted island, Stetson, what five albums would you take with you and why? Okay, first one, right off the bat, I'm going to cheat. Uh, George Strait's 50 Number Ones. Oh, yeah. I'm, consider- I'm going to consider that one album. <laughs> <laughs> and 
for obvious reasons, I mean, he's a huge influence for me. Right, of course. Um, And with my mom being in Willie's band, I grew up around George Strait's band members. So a few of them played on my album and uh, his original piano player, Floyd Domino. I mean, he changed my diapers and he's been, (laughs) he was one of my influences or one of my mentors. I mean, just from literally from the beginning. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. So we've got the first one. You got four more to go. (laughs) Okay. I'd say, okay. Number two. I'm going to cheat again. Any Tom Petty album, like I, oh. I'm a Petty junkie. I Anything oh, yeah. he did, I will listen to. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I think it was the album Wildflower. or uh, You know what I'm trying to say. There's yeah, a song yeah. on there in particular, uh, uh, Southern Accent, that oh, lyrically yeah. that one just hit me. Oh, yes. That's a great song. Great, great song. Okay. You've got <laughs> three more uh, to go. <laughs> number three, sports by Huey Lewis. Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. I just, I, I love Huey Lewis. I, I, that was one wow. of the things my mom played when I was young. And to me, he's one of the coolest guys out there. And so it, it's, I, I've learned a bunch of his songs and the guitar parts were so intricate that it held my attention. And he's got one of these voices that, yeah, I mean, one, he's, he's just an entertainer all around, oh, yeah. but he's got one of these voices that's just, yeah. it, it's, it reminds me of B.B. King in a way. Yep. yep right. Yeah. Very iconic. Uh, and you can't, I mean, he has one of those voices. That's what I call iconic. Cause as soon as you hear it, you know who it is. You know, oh like, yeah. Yeah. So that's when, <laughs> okay. Okay. So all good so far. Let's see <laughs> what else. Yeah. Um, okay. Another big influence for me, Jerry Reed. Uh, when my mom was touring, Jerry Reed was one of the guys she played with. And so she has a note talking about how much she, or a note from Jerry talking about how much she enjoyed, or he enjoyed working with her. Wow. And Jerry Reed so, is another monster though. Good Lord. In terms of his guitar picking. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, anybody that uses a thumb pick scares me to death. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I can, I can try, but <laughs> I can only get so close to his songs. But uh, in particular, the album, Oh, What a Woman, oh, okay. yeah. that one. Uh, so David Zetner, he was uh, he was one of those guys that raised me. He was Willie's first bass player before B. Spears came along. Oh. And he had an album of songs that he was working on uh, out at Willie's place. And a few of them were Jerry Reed tunes. And that's kind of where I learned to do my chords from is listening to Zetner play. So in a way, it was like an altered version of what Jerry did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, wow. Okay. And then I think we're on number five, if I counted right. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> okay. This one, I believe the album came out in 1999, but it's Keith Urban's self-titled album. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. His back, it was... See, it, Keith Urban, to me, everything he does has this interesting sound to it. Right. And he, uh, I'm blanking on the relation he had to Alan Jackson. Um, he played on, I mean, he was a session guitarist in Nashville. Um, and he's one of the guys I look up to, but just the, that album in particular, it, you can, you can really hear his youth in it, but it's when he broke away from the ranch, uh, which was his uh, trio. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
started doing his own thing. And it's that, that one I sat, that was one of those albums when I was in high school, I just sat there and learned how to do all the instrumentals and got to nerd out over it. Right. Yeah. No, uh, again, another, you know, monster player. Right. <laughs> Good gosh. You know, these are guys that are just very well respected, you know, in terms of, you know, being just sought after session players. I mean, obviously I'm talking about before he became a mega star, so yeah, you pick some, you pick some very, very big shoes. <laughs> it looks like you're doing a great job. Of- well, I appreciate that. So um, my last question to you is um, what's important to you right now? Like, you know, right now you're starting to see some success that's in. I think this has to be like an incredibly, you know, uh, exciting time for you, um, you know, despite all the other things that are happening, of course. But still, I think to see, you know, one of your singles just go up the charts like that, um, that has to be extremely rewarding. So I'm wondering, you know, when when you sit down and you just think about things and, you know, the past couple of years, you know, everything that you've done to, to work towards, you know, having some success, um, you know, right now where you're at in your life, you know, what's important to you right now? Honestly, it's, this is going to sound cheesy, but it's the relationships you build along the way mm-hmm. and making sure that for me, honesty is a big honesty, not only in the songwriting and the songs and the playing, but in the people I'm working with. Right. Yeah. It's, huge <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely and i mean not in term not even just in terms of business but in terms of like how you relate to one another yeah. with like uh, to bring up my mom again she's actually terminally ill so i'm currently yeah. taking care of her oh, and you. over the years working with her uh, taking care of her and doing music as well it's like oh, wow. i'm trying to make the most of the time i get to keep her you know of course good gosh well, my prayers and, and, you know, positive, you know, vibes, you know, out to you, you know, absolutely. Cause I've been, you know, in that seat as well. And it's not fun, not fun at all, you know, and, right. and you just do the best that you can, you know, cause really that's all you can do, you know, and you thank the Lord above for the time that you do have, you know, it's kind of, it's a mindset shift. It really is uh, for me anyway, you know. Oh, um, totally, totally. Yeah. So uh, that's um, good Lord. Um, you know, that that's really something. And and, you know, it, it is great, though, to be in a position where you can do that, too. See, that's the other thing, you know, where you can, you know, uh, try to take care of the people that mean so much to you and that have done so much, you know, for us. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's nice to be able to be in that position, but you don't want to be in that position ever. You know, right, right. <laughs> that's, you know, kind of the double edged sword. So we like to close out uh, Stetson um, with just an acoustic song. Um, anything that you would like to play for us. Is there anything that comes to mind immediately that you might be able to grab your guitar and just like kind of do an improper type thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of my favorite songs off the album. She's one of those. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So this was, uh, this one is number four off the album. It's uh, it was written by Mark Nessler, uh, Tim Nichols and Tony Martin, which they uh, also wrote, um, just to see you smile for Tim McGraw. So this, this was one of those songs that's like when they gave it to me, I was like, I'm going to take it and run. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
There are many women out there who believe they can take sail from the sea. And just as many who see nothing wrong trying to pull the singer from the song. And sometimes you can find that certain kind of one who somehow already knows that the man be who he is. Don't try so hard to change him. Lucky for me, she's one of those. Some women fall for cowboys just like that And try to make them wear a different hat But she knows a coat and tie just ain't my suit and Loves me all the way down to my boots and sometimes you can find that certain kind of one who somehow already knows that the man be who he is. Don't try so hard to change him. Lucky for me, she's one of those. Sometimes you can find that certain kind of woman who somehow already knows that the man be who he is. All you have to do is love him. Lucky for me, she's one of those. She's one of those She's one of those She's one of those Woo! Awesome, Stetson! <laughs> What a great job, you know. I appreciate that. See, that's when I know someone can really not just sing, but sing. They <laughs> <laughs> sound good through, you know, the cell phone <laughs> and a platform like this. We're not in the studio, right? We're talking just, you know, over the internet. If you can still sound good that way, you, you've got some talent. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you sound really good. Now, I did want to provide an opportunity for you just to, you know, share some parting words. Is there anything that you would like the listeners to know, uh, you know, for the person listening, you know, that might not have, you know, this uh, understanding of your music and who you are? Is there anything that you'd like to tell them in parting? Well, it's, I, I greatly appreciate all the fans that we've 
managed to connect with over the years of doing this. It, it's really humbling for me to be able to do what I love and have people who support me in doing that. But I mean, obviously the world works different than it did three weeks ago. Yeah. There's not, I mean, there's not live shows that you can right. go see to support musicians right now. Right. So with everybody doing live streams and trying to connect in any way they can, like I had a, um, I had made a Venmo account and a, a cash app, I think it was. And I'm, I'm in the same boat as a lot of other people were pretty much playing for tips in terms of live shows right now. So it, anybody that you're a fan of, I would encourage you to follow them on social media. And if you feel compelled and you like what they do, any kind of donations help. Can you share your Venmo as well? Can you share that with us for those that are listening in? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's Stetson Walker with no spaces. S-T-E-T-S-O-N-W-A-L-K-E-E-K-E-R. <laughs> Great. Awesome. And then your website, is it just stetsonwalker.com or? That it is. Okay, great. And so they can absolutely purchase merch, correct? Or Right, right. We've got t-shirts, stickers, um, an enamel pen, koozies. Uh, And uh, hey, we have a CD too. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I know, kind of the prehistoric CD (laughs) because people aren't buying those. You know, I've actually gotten into buying vinyl uh, recently. That's like my big thing right now. So. Um, oh, see, I'm I'm a nerd for that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like reading the liner notes, and it's just awesome. I just like the whole experience of sitting there and you know putting on you know an album and just listening to it all the way through. I mean, there's just something about that. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's been our pleasure to visit with you today, Stetson. I mean, we've had such a blast. We just want to appreciate you and thank you so much for your time and you know we'll be connecting in the near future as well on the brink 2020 all rights reserved